This is the KOTO Community Radio News for Monday, May 15th. I'm Julia Caulfield. And I'm Gavin McGough. In today's headlines, a town park winter housing debrief. Tick Awareness comes to Telluride. Sunset Music Series announces summer lineup. And a mountain weather forecast. But first, the West End lost a member of its community last week. Richard Zem died while rafting on the Dolores River south of Bedrock. He was 72 years old. According to the Montrose County Sheriff's Office, Zem and a friend were rafting the river when they hit a rock and overturned. The friend survived and was able to flag down assistance from nearby kayakers. They were able to recover Zem's body and bring him to a nearby boat ramp where first responders were on the scene. The Sheriff's Office says cause of death appears to be drowning. An autopsy has been scheduled. As Telluride moves towards summer, some are still reflecting on the winter. Last week, Telluride Town Manager Scott Robson provided a debrief on the temporary winter community housing program in Town Park. I think it's already after two seasons becoming incredibly important um, winter housing option for some. The program allows for nine RVs and 11 individuals to live in the parking lot over the winter. Robson notes residents were a diverse group serving the community. You know, it really served um, restaurants like Brown Dog and High Pie. Telluride Brewing Company had staff in there. Walk of Joy, Black Tie Ski Rentals, Telluride Med Center. So it's a, it's a really... It's a pretty diverse group of um, employers or employees that are utilizing that during the during the winter. Overall, Robson says the second year of the program went well. Very, very few uh, complaints or issues. We did see uh, a little more storage of uh, personal goods, whether those are skis, uh, snow storage, uh, snow blowers, uh, all kinds of things show up there during the course of the of the winter. And that's probably an area that we can continue to refine, if you will, just kind of storage and overall design. Robson adds, while the program is temporary, he envisions it moving into the future. Uh, Again, we very much uh, look forward to reopening that that lottery or or that wait list uh, next winter. Um, I think we call it temporary at this point just because it's only for winter, but I'm, I'm seeing this as becoming unless council feels otherwise, uh, an ongoing program. Noting costs on the program went down after the first season. We did see a pretty high percentage reduction in the overall costs associated uh, with this uh, program this year, just as, uh, again, the electrical, um, some of the uh, recycling and trash, and all those things got implemented year one, and it was uh, significantly uh, lower cost this year. Uh, I think we're within uh, $700 of this being basically a break-even effort. We're certainly not making money with a $300 per month rent out there, but it covers its cost at that point, which is is great and gives some um, much-needed local employees a place to live over the course of the winter. Council member Dan Enright acknowledges renting parking spaces for vans or RVs isn't the most conventional form of town housing, but he adds it is helping residents find housing locally. This program is serving a purpose, and I think that we are seeing success with it. 
it is a bit of an unusual program, certainly, but uh, desperate times and desperate measures. Town Council remains supportive of the housing program. So while summer will see Town Park's parking lot full of Festivarians, softball players, and families at the pool, come winter, it's likely to once again be home to a small community of locals. May is Lyme and Tick-Borne Disease Awareness Month. While that might be news to some, Telluride resident and artist Judy Cohn has a long history of dealing with Lyme disease. So I was bit by a tick in 2004 on Cape Cod at a family reunion. I came back to Telluride a few days later and I had a bullseye rash on my thigh and I thought, oh no, it's Lyme disease. I went to the med center and we thought, oh, it could be a spider bite. Luckily, one of the doctors at the med center was treating somebody else with Lyme disease, and a few days later, I ended up taking antibiotics. Even with the advantage of early detection, Cohen's symptoms worsened. Seeking out a Lyme disease specialist back in 2004 meant she had to travel far afield, first visiting a doctor in Las Vegas. He said, well, let's do a test for some of the co-infections that you potentially could get from the tick. Sure enough, I had babesiosis, which is a very difficult disease to treat. It's like malaria. It's not a bacteria, it's a parasite. So when you have Lyme disease and a co-infection, it makes treating the illness much more complicated and more difficult. The Lyme disease and its co-infection morphed into a chronic illness in a years-long process that took Cohen out of Telluride and back to the East Coast in search of specialized medical care and lower elevation climbs. During the time that I was ill, which was about a five-year period, I would say I was on antibiotics for about five years. I actually had a pick line at one point and was on an IV. When I was, you know, in the darkest moments when you're ill, I was thinking, okay, if I ever get better, I am going to become a Lyme disease advocate. I want to help people. I want to go over their house and clean it. (laughs) All of the things that I was thinking that I wanted help with when I was really ill, I thought, this is awful. How can this be? I want to, I don't want anyone to have to go through this. When she had returned to Telluride, Cohen started a support group for locals suffering from Lyme disease, which continued for a number of years. Cohen has slowly healed, but she deals with relapses of illness and continues to manage her condition. Cohen adds her specific story is not the point, but rather a way of building awareness around Lyme disease and prevention. As part of that effort, Cohen and others have organized a screening of the film The Quiet Epidemic at the Wilkinson Library this week. I would say that Lyme disease has exploded exponentially over the years, and it's, uh, especially now with um, climate change, there's more and more ticks, it's more and more serious, but the disease is still under the radar. And I think this film will, is it very enlightening about how, The disease has progressed over the last 20 years, and it covers, you know, patients with Lyme disease, the science behind it. In Telluride, we are still amongst the relatively lucky. Most ticks carrying Lyme disease in Colorado are isolated on the front range. But Cohen says many area residents have contracted Lyme disease while traveling elsewhere in the country, so it's important to stay informed. And she adds, In the Telluride area, there there are ticks. And they're usually on the sunny side of Telluride um, if you're hiking there. And you can get Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever or maybe another a number of other tick-borne diseases. 
Lyme can be treated effectively with early detection, so while the disease is not a cause for panic, it is important to stay educated. For those interested in learning more, the quiet epidemic is screening at the Telluride Library program room this Wednesday, May 17th at 5.30 p.m. A Q&A with the president of the Colorado Tick-Borne Disease Awareness Association, Monica White, will follow. The Mountain Village Sunset Music Series is back. Every Wednesday through the summer, um, starting June 21st, we will have a free concert in Sunset Plaza up in the Mountain Village. And music starts at 6 p.m., and it's rain or shine. And uh, it's just a great night of free music, puts together a great sense of community. And the one thing that I pride myself on as producer is the variety of genre. So there'll be something different uh, each and every night. That's music series producer Teddy Errico. This week, the music series announced its summer lineup. Coming uh, this summer, uh, right out of the gate, we've got a rock and roll band from Seattle called Smokey Brights on June 21st. And that will help kind of shake everyone out of their bluegrass weekend and fun with... um, with just some energy and a real treat to bring musicians from Seattle to town. Right from there, we segue to New Orleans with Chawa for, um, you know, Indian Mardi Gras style music with some horns and they're a past veteran of Telluride Jazz Festival and just another treat. And then we're rolling on from there. There will be rhythm and blues from James Hunter. One thing that's new this year is we're doing a Telluride festival feature with Telluride chamber music and bringing in um, chamber music with uh, a band called Boyd Meets Girl and just something different that people might not have been exposed to in the past. Jim will showcase the Grateful Dead with a tribute band. There is Lindsay Liu on August 2nd, the Wilder Blue with Taylor and the Train Robbers bringing the country. The closing show on August 16th is Gospel with the Sensational Barnes Brothers. And again, that's a genre we typically don't tackle. And to see some gospel and soul will be a treat. For Erico, the music series is an important community-driven event. So it's one of those types of shows you go see and you just bump into people and you have fun and it's relatively organic and you just get to expose yourself to a different variety of music. And uh, we, we really do need those community events. It's something that if they go away, we lose another fabric of the, of the community. The Sunset Music Series will kick off on Wednesday, June 21st, with shows each week in Sunset Plaza in Mountain Village. It's time to say good riddance to the television that doesn't work, the computer you no longer use, the fax machine that honestly belongs in a museum, the discarded iPhone you found on Tomboy Road. 
That's that's what that's what I have to get rid of. It's time for Eco Action Partners Spring Electronics Recycling Event. Recyclable items include everything from cell phones, wires, batteries, TVs, projectors, printers and copy machines and microwaves. The Spring Electronics Waste Recycling Event will take place on Friday, May 19th and Saturday, May 20th in Telluride at the Carhenge parking lot from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. In Mountain Village at the Gondola Parking Garage Bridge on May 19th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. And in Norwood on May 20th at the San Miguel County Fairgrounds from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Wrap up the weekend with a trash bash on Sunday, May 21st. Meet in Telluride Town Park at 10 a.m. to grab a bag and some gloves, hit the trails to clean up trash, and return to the park for music, drinks, and refreshments in exchange for your bag of trash. The cleanup will run from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. The trash bash will kick off from 2 p.m. to 5 p.m. What to do with the trails and bridges in our national forests, which have been languishing unattended year after year? There's a bill for that. The Great American Outdoors Act, passed in 2020, puts money towards deferred projects on public lands. A chunk of that money is now coming to our corner of the Rocky Mountains. The Forest Service and partner agencies have received funding to update the Colorado 14ers Trail, in order to address damage caused by heavy use and visitation. In total, there are over 200 miles of trails on Colorado's 14,000-foot peaks, including here in our region. The restoration project will address overuse and seek to preserve fragile alpine environments. Governor Jared Polis signed a series of natural disaster recovery bills into law on Friday. KOTO's Lucas Brady-Woods reports it's a response to the state's most destructive fire. Polis signed the bills in a Marshall Fire victim's partially rebuilt home near Boulder. One of the new laws creates a government-run property insurance plan to provide coverage when it's not available from private insurers. It will cover up to $750,000 for residential properties and up to $5 million for commercial ones. Bill sponsor Senator Dylan Roberts says it's about being prepared for future disasters. No part of the state is immune when you look at the Marshall Fire and of course up in the mountains that I represent, uh, we know that wildfire season is going to continue to be a problem. Another new law waives taxes on construction materials. It applies to communities rebuilding from wildfires over the last two years. The measures also require landlords to restore rental properties to safe conditions after natural disasters. I'm Lucas Brady-Woods in Boulder County. A monument to the Sand Creek Massacre with inaccurate information was removed last week. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, KGNU's Benita Lee has more. The city of Boulder and Native American leaders removed an inaccurate stone monument Thursday that depicted the 1864 Sand Creek Massacre as a, quote, Indian uprising. Boulder residents erected the monument in the late 1950s to mark the site of Fort Chambers, where Company D of the 3rd Colorado Cavalry trained before attacking indigenous Americans living on land that the U.S. Army had promised was a safe haven for them. Descendants of Cheyenne and Arapaho victims of the massacre recently expressed how the historically incorrect monument upset them. 
In a surprise attack on November 29, 1864, the Boulder area soldiers slaughtered 230 men, women, and children who were flying the white flag of surrender and the U.S. flag to show their peacefulness. The massacre was sparked by false rumors of indigenous violence against American-European settlers who, during the gold rush, had taken over Cheyenne and Arapaho land that is now Boulder. Boulder acquired the Fort Chambers property for open space in 2018. In a press release, the city announced it will consult with tribal representatives to discuss how to best manage the open space in the future. I'm Benita Lee. The National Weather Service forecast for the western San Juans calls for a cloudy night tonight with a low near 35 degrees, followed by mostly sunny skies on Tuesday with a high near 60 and a chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. Tuesday night calls for a slight chance of rain and thunderstorms early, followed by cloudy skies and a low in the high 30s. Wednesday should bring sun, a 50% chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon and a high near 65. Wednesday night calls for clouds and a chance of showers with a low near 40. This has been the news for Monday, May 15th. Thanks for listening. If you have a story idea or a news tip, call the news team at 970-728-3206.